You're listening to the Business of Pharmacy podcast with me, your host, Mike Kelzer. Well, hello, Abby. Hello. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Great to have you on the uh, program. Where am I calling you? Where are you in the U.S.? I am in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin. Beaver Dam, Wisconsin. Um, so do you know, you know where Wisconsin is? So I know where Wisconsin right, is. Kind of right in the middle, a little bit south. We just talked about beavers in our house because we got a new Labrador puppy yesterday, and apparently she has a, a they call it a beaver tail, which is a little bit wider at the top. Huh. It helps them to swim, I guess. So Cool. Our mascot is the beaver. Oh, is that right? Beaver damn beavers. You know, in, in cartoons, they always show beavers like with their tails like slapping down mud, but I read last year that's not true. They just use it for swimming. They don't they don't actually slap anything. But I don't know. You guys probably know more than Wikipedia does. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not originally from Beaver Dam, so I wouldn't consider myself a beaver expert. So you don't have the whole expertise, do you? Right. All right, Abby, introduce yourself and tell us what's hot. In your, in your pharmacy life right now? Well, I call myself a functional medicine pharmacist. I am really trying to change my pharmacy from being a regular old dispensing pharmacy to a more clinical pharmacy, a wellness center, uh, a place where people go to get off of medications instead. And hopefully, um, you know, since we're talking about business, hopefully I'm getting paid for those services is kind yeah, of the whole, helps. right, right. So trying <laughs> to set up kind of a business model where I'm able to, you know, have a different revenue stream that actually, you know, in my opinion, helps people get better as opposed to staying sick. Um, so that's kind of my pharmacy life. Uh, I don't know how much you know about my uh, hometown pharmacy, but we're actually a group of, uh, we call ourselves a group of independent pharmacies. Okay. And so I'm kind of transitioning a little bit to where I can actually go out to these our other hometown pharmacies and help them, imp, you know, implement these same services and kind of mindset shifts. Yeah. Interesting. Now, how many of how many in that independent ish chain then? How many yeah, hometown so pharmacies? So we are thinking up to seventy two. Wow. When Shopco closed, we got a big bump. Now. Are, did you come in fresh? Would you call yourself a pharmacy owner? I am. I'm a partner. Yep. Of how in many? my one, one pharmacy. Yep. And, and when did that come to be? I think it's been almost two years now. And did you guys start as a hometown pharmacy or did that transition? So it started as a hometown pharmacy. I was not part of starting it. Gotcha. Um, I came in as a staff pharmacist and then I became the manager. Gotcha. And then I became a partner. All right, so how would that work that you're then, I'm sure you're not enemies with the other hometown pharmacies, but how oh, would no. that work with you going to other pharmacies? Would then somehow the the headquarters be in your in your plan be like paying you for that expertise to go around? So it's kind of complicated and we're still trying to figure out exactly what the best way is. Essentially, I've been implementing this in my in my pharmacy, right? And I've been sharing a lot of the things that I've learned with mm -hmm. hometown people just, you know, for free. Um, yeah. And what we're trying to kind of figure out is a way that, you know, these other pharmacies can provide some sort of, you know, skin in the game to have me come to their location, but also it benefits the company as a whole. So for our home office to kind of 
um, have some sort of skin in the game, I guess you would say. Um, and so it's going to be a kind of a combination of both. I at least have to be able to cover, you know, the cost of having yeah. someone else staff my pharmacy. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah, at least at least covering that. And mm-hmm. then it's and then it's kind of like what what do you desire more kind of right. thing. Right. And and also like, you know, for me, I would rather do that. I don't particularly love staffing, you know, the checking of prescriptions part right. of pharmacy. And so, you know, that's more what I want to do, but also I think I have a lot of value to bring, so you know. Yeah. And then you'll have to see too whether it because it sounds like there's three things. There's there's staffing a traditional pharmacy, being the clinical person in your pharmacy, but then over to the more administration side of helping with the other, you know, 72. Exactly. Now between those two, which do you see yourself between the clinical and the the traveling administrator? So my dream would be like half in my store doing clinical stuff and half helping others do those things. That, that's like my dream, probably. Are you just saying that so you sound like more helpful or would you really <laughs> would rather be more the traveling um, head honcho going around? I mean, I think I'm going to like it. But you don't know yet. Yeah, I've been doing it kind of uh, casually. So, you know, via phone calls and via like a yeah. Skype situation. Right. Um, and I really like it. But yeah. I also feel like... I guess we'll see, but if you know, if you do that full time, you lose a little of the, it's like, I don't know. I used to work for one of the chain pharmacies also, and you know, our DMs would come in and they're, you know, they tell you all these things and you're like, what do you know? You haven't been practicing for 20 years. Like, you know, nothing. So, you know, I want to. It's kind of 50, 50 now because for now it's a good starting point until you say you don't like this or you like this one more. (laughs) Correct. Right? Correct. I'm hedging my bets, which is true, but... Because I'd like to be more on the 72 side because then I'd have more places to hide. (laughs) Fair enough. Versus just one. No, that makes sense. That makes sense to split those in your head. Tell me where this fits in, Abby. When you and I talked before the program, we talked about the, I guess, initials, the C-P-E-S-N. Now, how does that fit into what we're talking about here? Yeah. So C-P-E-S-N stands for Community Pharmacy Enhanced Services Network. So it actually started in North Carolina. They essentially kind of did what hometown kind of did. Um, They kind of banded together as independent pharmacies um, and kind of set this level of enhanced services so that they could go to payers, employers, and say, hey, we're a group of pharmacies. We all provide this enhanced level of services with regard to doing, you know, med rec, appointment-based, you know, comprehensive med reviews, um, delivery, med sync, all of kind of like the enhanced services. And we can provide better quality for your either patients or employees, and you should pay us for it. And it was successful. And so now it is a nationwide thing. Um, I think most states have a start of a CPSN in each state, not all, but most. Um, And it's just a matter of getting adequacy. So essentially enough pharmacies that you cover the whole state so that you have, you know, bargaining power to be able to, Mm -hmm. and actually to be able to reach enough patients that you can have an impact. And so kind of the way that this fits into my story is that I really see CPESN as 
a tool for, for building that business model to be able to provide those services and get reimbursed for them. And so there are several states now that have contracts um, getting reimbursed for a variety of things. Uh, last I heard, there was an opioid management one. And, this, and when you say the states, like the state's m- Medicaid program? So it's or? different. So um, not necessarily Medicaid. Um, I know. So Something to do with the state, though. State employees or state something? Nope. Private insurance and or state insurance, it doesn't, it's not necessarily one or the other. But when you say the state, does that mean the state has like... Like the CPESN network in a state. Oh, in a state, they have the right... Yeah. They're allowed to function in that state as Correct. a as a corporation and so on. Correct. Gotcha. There's, gotcha. there's legal terms about it and... Um, uh, legal. Wait, this isn't the. This isn't the legal. Yeah. <laughs> the legal pharmacy show. Okay. Yeah, I don't know them. I just know that we stay away uh, from legal. We stay away from anything that has to do with medicine because I'm too old and dumb to remember that stuff. So <laughs> it's the business good. stuff we like to talk about. Got it. Got it. So yeah. So they form some sort of a network, and then they're able to mm-hmm. function together. And so, like, I know North Carolina, and I know Iowa. Randy McDonough in Iowa um, has like a per like a per patient per month model with an insurance gotcha. company where they get paid a certain amount of money per month to just manage the health of their patients. Right. All right. So it seems to me in a program like that, you're only as strong as your weakest link participant. So I imagine that there's fairly strong, you know, for example, one of the standards cannot just be like, we're nice. I mean, it's, it's got to have some teeth to it to prove someone's to a certain standard, mm-hmm. I imagine, right? Definitely. And you mentioned some pretty big ones of, you know, across the board, but moved up a level. And so would that be a self-policing? So for example, there's a store that claims this, but I walk into one and they don't do it. Well, now I'm questioning the whole thing. So with your standards, how is that policed then? Yeah, that's always the risk, right? You say we do all these things and then someone walks in somewhere and they don't do the thing. <laughs> I know it, you know, and, and that's where you you guys have solved this, so. Well, yeah, I mean, so essentially um, each state has their own, um, they call them luminaries. So kind of people who coordinate the um, communication gotcha. and additional, you know, training if people need support. Right, um, right. The recruitment, all of those things. And so... Um, the other thing is you have to – they have a website where you can kind of report your your oh. address and all of the services that you provide. Gotcha. Um, and that's a, done like by the pharmacy mm-hmm. themselves. So kind of reporting into a database so that people can search. So that's – Gotcha. That's just a little bit of accountability because if you yeah, like, right. put it out on, into the in, into the you know the interwebs, yeah, um, it's there. It's like on Facebook. You're not going to put a bunch of stuff about your pharmacy. Well, unless the marketing and the business part of things are opposite with each other, but yep. So so there's that part. The other thing is one of the requirements is that you um su- you complete and submit care plans or e care plans. Mm, I have see. You, have you heard of them? Well, let's pretend I have, but for the listeners, let's explain it to them. (laughs) Okay, so quick version, uh, a care plan is just like we've identified a problem. Someone has, you know, uncontrolled high blood pressure 
Um, we make an intervention, whether it's, you know, adherence, MedSync, or recommending a, a medication change, or in my world, you know, recommending nutrition or lifestyle changes, and then tracking the outcome of that. And mm -hmm. so it's just, you know, an e-care, all, all an e-care plan is documenting those interventions that we're having every single day and just documenting them. And so like our, our vendor, we're able to submit our e-care plans right through our pharmacy system. And so that's being submitted and gathered. And so that, that helps with both accountability to ensure that things are being done in all the pharmacies, but also the gathering of problems and interventions and data that pharmacies are doing every day and nobody knows about and you know that we're able to take that information and go out to buyers yeah that makes sense i once heard that um oil change places do a better job than pharmacies on on documenting yes. and because they come up we're with terrible the at it 15 things they've done you know and i think pharmacies maybe haven't done it too because it does hold them to to a higher standard where if you say then we've done these 10 things with the prescription or with your profile, well, then you better have done them, you mm -hmm. know? And For sometimes sure. that's even hard to figure out even in one pharmacy. So, you know, to, to get everybody in the same team. Yep, for sure. Definitely a challenge. If, if you could, would you like to see every independent pharmacy doing this? Or would you say, I'm not going to, I don't really want the one that's two miles away doing this. How, do you see it as a you know, a, a, a nice forward move. Obviously, you don't want every pharmacy doing it or else you maybe don't stand out as much. Um, I don't know. I guess, to be honest, like I feel like all independent pharmacies need this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, um, and I wouldn't begrudge them, you know, if even if they were two miles down the street, I wouldn't. You know, I would never say I don't want them to do it. And I just feel like, you know, what's, I don't even know what the saying is, the rising tide, rise, whatever, all ships come, what, yeah. Everybody goes up. I just feel like our reputation as pharmacists and pharmacies, if we can, you know, improve that and raise that and bring it to a more like healthcare professional status, I right. think that's good for all of us. And yeah. so, and it's kind of like, you know, I, I can tell people till I'm blue in the face that pharmacists are healthcare providers and we, you know, clinical interventions and all of these things. But then someone goes into a super busy pharmacy and a pharmacist yells, got any questions? Yeah. Like that, you know, is bad for me too. So, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of my opinion about it. How do you guys and gals at your store promote this program? So we don't necessarily promote CPESN. Because that's too vague for people. Well, it's more of a, a framework for... Your thing. For like the business part. Gotcha. Um, but what we do is we market some of the services that we do because of it. So gotcha. we right. have been on a really big MedSync kick lately. I was kind of weirdly resistant to MedSync. And then I went to a conference and talked to all of the like, you know famous pharmacy people. Right. Um, They're all liars, though. <laughs> well, it was crazy to me that every single one of them was like MedSync. MedSync was the first thing I did that gave me time to be able to do all this clinical stuff. And I was like, really? 
and now I'm doing it, and I'm like, I think it might be right. It's Are you serious? Of, I just hit 40% of my patients, and I, like, look around, and I'm like, I, I'm, I have time. It's weird. I mean, I have 42 other things that I'm working on outside of the pharmacy stuff, so yeah. I always have something to do, but I, I, it's so, it, like, feels so much more efficient that it's weird. I will just say. I don't know about that, Abby. We've I'm not gonna tell you how many times we've tried it, but we've tried it. And um It's the software. It's the software. Yeah. I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but the one that we have is the one that all the other people have and it is clutch. It it you don't lose people, like you don't accidentally miss their sync date. Um it prompts you to it prompts you, it does all the things for you. So all you do is the same stuff you always do. You just do it all at one time instead of six times during the month. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to schedule another call to talk about MedSync, I think. <laughs> one of my guys that was helping me on, I won't tell you what try this was, but he came in and he said, it's almost like people are sabotaging it. <laughs> like employees? Not like customers. customers. Like, don't call. It's like it's like you you would have called. Like he spent like a half hour with this person the day before, and the next day the person called like they had never called the pharmacy in their life, and they're asking yes. for something that they just agreed on like the day before. You know. Yeah. And God bless the patient. I'm picking more on the the idea than the <laughs> yes. patient because that's just I get human it. nature. Yes. No. So a hundred percent. No, you're. There are people that cannot, will not just medsync will not ever work because their adherence is like crazy or they're constantly changing or whatever. But they say they want to. Yeah. So there are people like that, but it's like a handful and you just get annoyed about those handful and forget about how efficient it makes all the other people. So you have more time to deal with those people that are screwing up your medsync because everything else is like super easy, efficient. Mm. You're at what? 40 what? 40 we just hit 40%. Yep. Yep. Of, of, of all your prescriptions are on it? of prescriptions filled this month were filled through MedSync. Dang. Yeah. I'm told, I'm told that's like the magic number. We won't mention it right now, but I think I have the same software you do. Okay. We can talk about it. Maybe it's just a Michigan thing. Maybe we're just stupid over here. <laughs> no, there there are some like, you know, tricks that you have to know. And also, okay, so it's talking about business, right? So when you sell it to a patient, right, you can't say like, oh, do you want to enroll in our MedSync program? It will really help your adherence and, you know, it's going to help my star. Like, no, like that's not what you say. You say, hey, you, you were just here yesterday. Would it be easier if I got them all ready so that you could pick them up all at the same time? Like sell it to them, like why it would be good for them. And then they're all over it. They're like, yeah. That would be amazing if I could just come once a month or once every three months or whatever. Yeah, I it suppose is. they don't even have to know that it's they don't have yeah. to know it's a service. No. It's just like you're helping them get it all together. Oh, and would you like me to to get your your supplements on auto fill with that too? Okay, amazing. I'm happy to do that for you as a service to you. See how you can do that. I'm not going to tell the listeners right now, Abby, but I can see you pulled out your script and you're reading. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> no, I, I, I know you. I know you're really doing this, but I don't know. I guess we'll have to give another try. Okay, so also let me just add on to the benefits. 
oh, would you like us to sit down and do a med review with you when you come in and you get all your meds? We're happy to do that. Then when you sit down, oh, did you know that we have a weight management program? Oh, do you know we can do a nutrient depletion assessment for you? So I just feel like it it allows you to, it opens the door to be able to have conversations about all these other services too, because yeah. their meds are simple and easy and it's fine. Like we'll just right. get them all organized. Um, and then we can work on like the health part. Yeah. And we can, you know, we can talk about, okay, you're on four blood pressure meds. What's going on? Is there something we can do about this from a nutrition lifestyle standpoint? Um, yeah. And, and I imagine on their side too, that they've got some of the same issues on their side too, of like, oh, it seems like I'm calling the pharmacy every few days or running out of this, running out of that. And yes. so if you get, if you get them thinking like along that, hey, this is like once a month kind of thing, then they've got actually mental time to be able to buy into some of those programs. And so For sure. Absolutely. And then you uh, get the people who are like, oh, but I like coming in to see you. It's well, like, that's it. Okay. <laughs> that's it. Then they don't go on MedSync and that's fine. <laughs> we don't anymore. But years ago, you know, the pharmacies had post offices and all that stuff. And there'd be people that would find a reason to come in once a day. That was their, you know, that was their thing. Well, we're in a grocery store. So we have, you know, some elderly people literally go to the grocery store every day. Oh, I bet. Every day. And so they're like, why would I sink my meds when I am here every single day? It's like, good point. You don't need to sink your meds. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I, I guess that's I guess that's true. <laughs> I, st- I still try to sink people, even if they don't, like, aren't super pumped about it. It's better for us to med sink. Right. Because it allows us to predict staffing. It allows us to have better control of inventory. It's more efficient for us. So if people don't care, I still try and enroll them. But if they're anti, obviously I don't. Yeah, because if you're at 40%, that is true. You're, you are predicting staffing. It's one thing being at 5% and creating this whole damn program just for this 5%. But at 40%, right. you're, you're shifting. You're making some shifts. Mm-hmm, for sure. And I just feel like... The more I can predict, because pharmacy feels so unpredictable. Right. You never know. Like you can, Mondays are going to be busier. If it's the day after a holiday, it's going to be crazy. There are certain things, but then weather and events in the community, like you, you can't predict other things. And so anything I can do to, right. You know, have some sort of a flexibility with, with the amount of work. So like I can run stuff you know, in advance, or I can do it the day it's due. Like I have some flexibility. Um, If we have a crazy busy day, we just don't work on any of our med sink filling. And that's fine. Yeah. And that helps, I'm sure both logistically and also just, just mentally, if you can cut arguably 40% of the things down that you can predict them, that just makes a lot of things, a lot of things better. Yeah, I think so. How would somebody listening to us now take a step? Would it be getting in touch with uh, CPESN or if they haven't yet started a trial of doing some of these things first or or what do you think? Well, CPSN has a ton of what they call service sets. So they have like a, a MedRec service set and a MedSync service set and mm. all the different service sets. So it's kind of like best practices. Right. So, and they also have a bunch of um, resources for a bunch of different vendors to be able to do these services. So, you know, if in my opinion, if you're trying to become a pharmacy that is doing more services or mm-hmm. wants to be able to do more services, CPSN is a really logical step to have access to the resources to provide the data that CPSN needs to then go to payers. 
and right. also to then get the benefit of being able to get paid when that occurs in your state. So yeah, so definitely reaching out to your state CPSN. I like I said, I think most states now at least have a small group of people. Um, we just got in Wisconsin. We just got a board seat. We have forty, so we're super pumped about that. So. I don't really you got know. a board seat on the on, on the, the USA CPSN board from your state. Yeah. How many are on that board? I don't know how many are now. I think a bunch just got added because a bunch just hit a bunch of states. Hopefully, it's not over fifty, or else you guys are. Yeah, right. <laughs> or else you should. No, that's... I think it's like if 10, I had to guess, it's like yeah, ten to fifteen. Oh, that's cool. Good for you. Yeah, we're excited. That's cool. Pharmacists could just go online, look look yep. that up, and yeah. If you and, just and type in like CPSN in your state, it will come up. I think there's even there's a specific CPSN website, and you can find. Um, go on that Google thing. That Google thing, yeah. I probably should have had a link here for you guys. No, but. no, no. People can, you know, <laughs> it's interesting because I'll talk to some business people and you know friends and stuff that are thinking of ideas for businesses. And um, in fact, my best friend uh, he makes bird feeders in his tool and die shop, and he was pretty concerned that this company that was doing some of his website work had not not re-upped his his website name and he, and he lost it. But you know what? You just don't really. It doesn't really matter anymore with Google when you're go, when you're going on and looking up a pharmacy. You know, it doesn't really matter so much anymore if it's something something pharmacy or something RX or this or that because Google is just pulling it, it can up. Read your mind. But know. in the old days, you know, it, t- five years, ten years ago, it it mattered because you couldn't find these things as easily. Now, now you could have just about anything for your website name as long as it wasn't derogatory if people happen to look in the url and it had your right competition's name on it or something right. like that but you can be just about about anything you want to be hey abby if you could do anything during your day as the owner partner and you had enough of the little people helping you out with uh no i'm just joking <laughs> but if you had enough staff doing everything else what would you be doing all day if I was in my pharmacy. Let's say business-wise. Well, right now I'm working on a big launch for my weight management program. I really like the creative part. So creating programs, creating structure to be able to do my programs. Um, so that's that's what I like to do. Like in the pharmacy, if I, I have a resident and so he's been training this whole month and so he's been doing a lot of staffing. And so I've had some we'll call it free time, um, right. where I've been working on stuff. And that's what I've been working on is, is really trying to put a system in so that I can be getting people into my program while I'm going around the state training other people. And yeah. this is still kind of just clicking around in the background. So, so kind of creating what now, for example, on that, how much are you depending on CPSN to, to help with that creation of things they have in people you know versus you making your own program? So the weight management program is my program. And I would say I use CPSN resources as a starting point. Um, I generally take them and, you know, personalize them or... Uh, yeah, your own, your own, your own. Yeah, take I, I do think you know there's something to be said for like templated things because it's right. a really good starting point, kind of best yeah. practices. Yeah. But 
communities and pharmacies and staffing is they're just different everywhere. And so to be able to take that stuff and kind of make it work in your pharmacy is important. Yeah. Um, trying to fit a square into a. Right. You know, I'm all, all with the metaphors that I don't actually know the actual. Thing. <laughs> <I> <laughs> but you know about, what I mean. <laughs> I spent about five minutes a week ago trying to get out. I think I was talking to my daughter actually on the podcast. I was trying to get out that you create your own luck. Kind of, you know, and it yeah. took me about five minutes. I started with, well, you do a thousand things and then you, and finally, finally I found the metaphor, but it takes some time. It takes some time sometimes. <sighs> what do you hate about your day? I don't love the, the just product reviewing part. Um, we actually got, in order to solve that problem, I got one of my tech certified as a tech check tech so she can do uh, final product verification. So really? anything that I don't like to do, I just really try to not do it. So the tech is doing the final <laughs> the final check. Yeah. So we have the, you know, the pre-check or the clinical review of oh, the prescription gotcha. separate from gotcha. the product review. Gotcha. Is yeah. that a state kind of setup thing? Yeah. Yep. Our state had, it was a pilot program. I think it's about to become you know, law or whatever, a rule. So you're really doing the clinical thing and making sure it goes together and so on. And then they're trained to actually do the, the physical barcoding, checking up and things yeah. like that. And, and we use, we use barcodes in the filling process. So yeah. there, you know, there's not too many mistakes that get through to the final verification, but actually my tech is, I don't know if I should say this on the radio. She's she's probably better at it than I am. She's like so detail. <laughs> she's going to ask for a raise. Yeah, right. Uh, no, she's so good at it. And so then that just allows me to do other stuff. And so anything that I don't like doing in the pharmacy, I just really try to bring in people that either yeah, like right. doing it or will do it. Or <laughs> well, you know, I've always thought of that. It's like right now, if someone said to me, Mike, for your store, we're going to give you hundreds of millions of dollars to do all this and so on. And years ago, I might have said, well, you know, to be the head of that, you're going to be basically sitting in a high rise in Chicago somewhere or something that something that big. I think now that I would do that And earlier, I'm not sure. Sometimes you just like to do certain things still. Mm -hmm. I've got like a hundred things I should do around the house. And the one thing I don't mind is riding the lawnmower. Everything else I hate, but that I don't mind. <laughs> yeah. It's maybe the vibration and the hum of the lawnmower makes me forget about the other 99 that I'm supposed to be doing. That's funny. Hey, whatever it takes. What would you be doing, Abby, if you were not in the pharmacy profession? <sighs> um, I don't know. Probably something like nutritionist or like, I don't know, yoga teacher. Something kind of holistic-y. Something holistic-y. <laughs> yeah. Like wellness-y, you know, like I use the word holistic to describe what I do, but always with a caveat because it's not like woo-woo holistic. Like I don't want to offend anybody, but like, you know, energy healing or crystals, yeah, right. like not that kind of holistic. Sure. Just holistic in the sense that we're like taking the whole person into consideration, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, that, yeah, that's a pretty, a pretty, um, I guess nowadays, you know, that's a pretty wide, wide definition and you mm -hmm. can put a lot of different, you know, a lot of different stuff into it. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. What would you do right now if they said, Abby, you're, you got a year off, you can't do 
anything medical. Your business will be fine. You can't improve yourself like you, you can't go home and read books about I can't go this to school. actual business. I suppose you could go to school. <laughs> Was that what you would do? Um, I don't know. I am doing some training through uh, Institute for Functional Medicine. And so I haven't been able to do the final step for that yet. So that is on my to-do list. What is that? Yeah. So the Institute for Functional Medicine, it's for practitioners. It's mostly targeted towards like physicians, PAs, NPs, like prescribers um, to help them figure out how to incorporate functional medicine to learn the science of functional medicine and also like how to incorporate it into your business. What's functional medicine? So functional medicine is the idea that you treat, you're treating or managing the underlying cause. So blood pressure oh. is always the, ex- the example sure. that I use. So if someone has high blood pressure, we know that we have to give them medication to bring down their blood pressure so that they don't have a stroke, right? Like sure. that's, we know that and that's yeah. science. Okay. We also like that shouldn't be the last step. Sure. Right. Right? So we bring down the blood pressure so that no one, you know, has a a stroke, but also why do they have high blood pressure? Is it inflammation? Is it sodium? Is it sugar in the diet? Is it stress? Is it lack of sleep? Is it whatever? Um, And trying to address that reason, that's all functional medicine is. It's just trying to figure out what the underlying root cause of things is and treat that instead of just treating the symptoms. Yeah, that's cool because- it's like it should it, it always should be that way. But yeah. it's not. There's not really all that many things as it comes down right. to it because you could say a ton of them is probably the people's diets and obesity, but that's that's a little bit higher level too because that's probably usually going down to a, a mental like maybe a self a self-love kind of thing. Sometimes. I mean it, it, it probably gets it probably gets pretty narrow. <laughs> you can go down a rabbit hole, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, is there is obesity caused by the foods that they're eating? Is it caused by a, you know, a mental health condition or even just kind of a, an addiction? Is it caused yeah. by, you know, uh, you, uh, or, or you sometimes know, a microbiome, socioeconomic. right? Yep. Your microbiome, socioeconomic, all, you know, it could, it's a lot of things. And so identifying the root cause isn't always super easy. The good news is that there's a lot of times kind of like low hanging fruit that yeah. we can address like, oh, you're only getting three hours of sleep a night. Let's let's work on that first. Right. Yeah. And you can kind of and so kind of what I do since I'm not a prescriber and I can't do some of the testing and some of the things, I always start with those low hanging fruits and people get better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's fun <laughs> for me and for them. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing to see that. Yeah. Do you think any of that obesity could be caused by a quart and a half of Breyer's butter pecan ice cream each night? Every night, maybe. I'm, maybe. I'm just asking for a yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah. Right. Of course. <laughs> Abby, nice talking to you. Yeah, it was nice talking to you, too. Yeah, thank you. Best wishes and everything. How can people reach out if they have questions on what we did here? What's the, what's the one best way to get a hold of you? Probably send me an email. I'll give my email address, I guess. How many people you got listening to this? <laughs> Billions. Okay. There's going to be a brownout in your city from the energy that I have so many listeners. It's just going to, your pharmacy won't even be able to function. Okay. Well, I better not do it then. I have a, a Facebook page called Evolve Wellness with Dr. Abby. That's more for a clients though. Okay. But someone could message you from there. Sure. Sounds good. 
So it's Evolve Wellness with Dr. Abby. A-B-B-I. A-B-B-I. Yep. All right. Very good, Abby. Nice meeting you. I hope to keep in touch. Nice meeting you as well. All right. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Business of Pharmacy podcast with me, your host, Mike Kelzer. Please subscribe for all future episodes. 